0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Bunch Podcast here, recording live in downtown Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Rafa, how you doing today, brother?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing fine. As we were talking off camera just a moment ago, I did spend a little bit more time than I should have last night talking about some uh, philosophical issues with a friend of mine. And uh, four hours later, it was four in the morning.
0: So for all you uh, all you listeners out there that have been giving us the feedback that we're doing a great job here, but the podcast is a little bit too long, you can blame Raffer for that with his long conversations he likes to go on, clearly on air, off air, and everything else. But tonight, 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 we have a very special guest coming on. I'd like to welcome Jeff Palafini to the podcast. Jeff, welcome on.
2: I'm so glad to be here. Are you? Yeah, I'm a long-time listener, first-time guest. Awesome. You know. Wow. <laughs> I've taken in your entire oeuvre, and uh, you know, I'm a couple drinks in, and I'm ready to go.
0: Awesome. Well, good news is that we both saw each other at the Prairie Well before we came over here, so I think we're going tip for tat, drink for drink, and pizza, pizza for pizza. Did you have one of the pizzas tonight?
2: I had uh, the wings. Just the wings. Yeah, I All just right. had the wings, just a light base layer sure for our uh what are we drinking here
0: uh this is a uh menti orange it's a garganica extra skin contact garganica from menti
2: i love an orange wine and so yeah i'm in a good mood good and hopefully i won't go too far past my base layer
0: (laughs) i don't know what do we got
2: two bottles there yeah that's okay and the tequila hat we're I know that's not being touched for a while.
0: Yeah, you know, as a as a long-time <laughs> listener, first-time guest, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for you, man, because a buddy of mine in high school like, got into radio, and, and he told me, he was like, that's the thing that you say. And, and, and now being on the opposite side of that, to hear first-time, long-time, like,
2: mm, yeah.
0: feels cool. It feels like we're doing something, Rafa. Yeah. feels like we're yeah. doing something.
2: Yeah. Well, I have, you know, I don't want to come in too hot, but I've got, you know, suggestions guest ideas yeah um, uh plugs i got you know sponsor ideas i got
0: it sponsor ideas
1: those (laughs) are very very
0: welcome (laughs) (laughs) first of all
2: i I mean i know you know we got to get into the the hardcore stuff soon but i'm thinking theme song Hmm. that's my first suggestion okay (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, you could go like Osmond's, you know, mm. one bad apple. Don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Okay. You know, that's one possibility okay. that <laughs> okay. I'm thinking here. <laughs> uh, or you could go maybe um, Harry Belafonte.
1: Oh, yeah. I like that.
2: So, I don't know. Something to think about. Okay. Something to kick around. Very Definitely. Funny. Anything by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes, also that would work. Could could. Could do it also a massachusetts connection yeah
1: you know, how does there. that work like don't you uh, i think you have to get the rights to be able to use it now
2: yeah i think um you know i don't know maybe the sponsors first yeah, yeah. B- before you're going to be able to afford the kind of osmond rate for sure you know <laughs> yeah well send that's, your a, money that's out a great to Utah. Lead in,
0: that's a great lead into where our sponsorships be <laughs> coming from because there's no way we're going to be able to afford any of those but we got some cool local musicians that could you know riff. rafa yeah. tried to put something together you know He's just so busy chatting up until four o'clock in the morning talking politics with people when he's not on the air. Come on, buddy. (laughs) Come on. Focus on the prize.
1: Yeah. Maybe next time I'll bring a camera on and see if that generates content as well. We'll see. Mm. Um,
0: But Jeff, uh, I'm, I'm super pumped to have you here because we've kind of been like overlapping over and over again and... You, you've definitely been in the restaurant enough that we're we're familiar with each other. But over the past eight years, I haven't been the most gracious and and friendly host just because I'm stuck in the kitchen. And <laughs> now that I'm not, uh, I'm actually getting to know the people that feel like, you know, well, obviously regulars,
2: but neighbors. Your living and, room guests. Yeah, my, thank you. Thank years,
0: you. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, my living room guests. And now I'm starting to pick it up. So uh, I'd love to just kind of hear... A little bit of background on you, where you're coming from, and and kind of tell tell our listeners and me what it is that the project you you're working on, and uh, and give give everybody a little story.
2: Yeah, so um, I run an organization called Boondocks Film Society. I founded with uh, Cindy Heslin about five and a half years ago, um, and we do these kind of I'm calling them now semi immersive pop-up film events. Mm. So we take a we take an existing film, what you'd call in the city in a place like New York City or Boston, rep house programming. So these are films from throughout film history, um covering a wide range of genres and, and um a lot of cult, sometimes cult titles, sometimes just classic titles. And we find a really unique place to show the film. So we pop up in unique places and then we theme in all these other creative elements. So, and we source them all locally. So we have music that relates to the film and we'll have, we'll enlist a local musician or band and we'll do music that relates to the film. Then we will bring in a chef and do food that relates to the film as well. We have, uh, craft cocktails. Usually if we can, depending on where we're popping up, um we do craft cocktails and we have a mixologist. Um and, and Rafa was one of those mixologists in yeah, the past. Kind of uh actually, yeah, Rafa Rafa made a, an amazing cocktail for us. Um we're we're in our fifth year now, and we are gonna start doing these kind of retrospective lists. So, you know, that's something you guys can look forward to in in five years, the retrospective bunch podcast uh mm-hmm. you know, look back. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to, we're going to do a list of some of our favorite cocktails that we had. And, uh, I think certainly on there is the only cocktail that we've used twice, which is Rafa's, um, concoction, um, that we did for the movie mall rats when we showed it at Racebrook Lodge. Um, and he made a cocktail inspired by the orange Julius from, from, uh, from any mall. If you've, if you've been to malls in the eighties, nineties, and maybe beyond, you probably had an orange Julius and Rafa made us a really special craft cocktail that had the feel of an orange Julius and the spirit I, of an orange I don't Shulius. even
1: remember what was on that cocktail to be quite honest with you. Was there was
0: time. uh some uh, vodka and Fanta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, it was, it was, it, it was very subtle. You know, it had some uh, some cream and it, dry
1: curacao. Dry curacao. Exactly. Cream. And I remember uh, what the base was.
2: Yeah, I remember it being
1: very tasty.
2: Very Probably tasty. Very, so uh, we we brought that day. cocktail back for our. We just did Clueless recently at at the Drive-In in Amenia, New York, and we brought that cocktail back. It's the only one that's that's been repeated. So the Drive-In kudos. In at oh,
0: Four okay. Brothers, right Four there? Brothers Drive-In. Oh, yeah. I, I always drive past and never drive through or drive in.
2: Yeah, well, uh, we do. So we've done maybe seven or eight films there over the years, and. Um, And they've, they've been a great partner for us and it's a wonderful place to go see a movie. And I recommend going when we have an event there. But actually this week, they're, 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 um, having Liam Neeson to the drive-in too so like him
0: himself or one yeah of those yeah he's
2: introducing a movie it happens to be on the same night as our event but <laughs> so uh you know we're both doing we're but bo- i think they're sold out so come to our event yeah, yeah yeah he's opening for you guys that's right yeah we're doing an event at gedney farm this thursday um what's we're, happening we're, at gedney? Sh- we're showing wet hot american summer which is uh, i don't know maybe a lot of people know that film but it's a uh, it's a kind of a an off kilter parody of a summer camp movie that was made in 2001 by some of the guys who, who did the state for MTV in the nineties and, uh, getting farm is another one of our most treasured partners. We really love working with them and, uh, they have a great, um, they have a great bartender on site that does great cocktails for us. Um, Colin, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Everybody loves Colin. Yeah. And, um, and then Taven, um, their chef now, is going to do some really great food specials for us too. They have an Argentinian stone oven in, in their in their yard there. That um,
0: I I just went on Friday for dinner for the first time this season. I had a fantastic meal. Like pizza yeah. was better than it's ever been over there. Yeah, and beautiful striped bass off the grill. Some shashitos mm-hmm. that were just pouring, oozing with smoke, and was yeah. really thrilled.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you don't know how much I talk about. And I know we're getting off the topic of me, <laughs> Just, you know, a tr- a really a topic that's close to my heart, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you don't know how much I evangelize for New Marlboro, Massachusetts, because I think it is the most, um, magical place in this area and the amount of good food that is coming out of New Marlboro, this tiny little Hamlet village village is, yeah. is Really special, I think. You know, between Gedney Farm, uh, Cantina, and um, and Southfield Store, and the Old Inn on the Green. I mean, that is really a serious. You know, four great places in a tiny village is really something. It's hard to get your head around. Yeah, and it's and and for people that haven't been out there, I mean, um, coming from Connecticut, I I always told people you know, you go up to Canaan, North Canaan, Connecticut, and you, you go right by the police station and you, you head right and you, and you go into a series of back roads, crazy and, roads. And <laughs> when I first started going out there, I would, you know, there were a couple bridges that were out. <laughs> and so the GPS would send you over those bridges and you couldn't. go <laughs> the bridge. So, so you get lost every time yeah. and you'd wander the street, back streets and then just end up finally end up by the green there. A- in this kind of magical little village,
0: and yeah, they go straight, right, or left.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's great things in all directions. Yeah. So, you know, New Marlborough. I'm that's the first plug I've got. Okay, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure. into it. I'm into New Marlborough as well for sure. The and, other the other
2: plug I have, um, I'm just gonna look right at the camera. There <laughs> you go. And I, I got I'm I'm rocking I'm I'm repping Bashbish bicycles tonight. Love it. My friends over there um yeah three three friends just just took over the business that you know was oh, a cool. long time i think it's been there i think it says on the shirt established 1997 but I, uh I, but they've been over. going there since i was
0: 19 since 1997 like yeah. when it opened yeah but that, let's go across the street from the little like uh market and bait shop right
2: that's right yeah that's right <laughs> and so another weird little you know, kind of hidden away place It is, and they have the Taconic wayside in over there and, uh, and, and that bait shop slash market and the bashfish bicycles, and they're going to be doing some cool things there. I think with, we might do a film there actually and, uh, and yeah, so repping them and plugging their business. Cool maybe a potential sponsor for you guys down there, there you go cool yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we we will take their phone numbers and, yeah uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll wear some t-shirts and I, i'm yeah. about to start getting into bike riding so
2: i mean it's a nice t-shirt i don't want to block it with no it's my wine here it's it's, it's, very, it's nice little very
0: cool and i love the the you know simple line art i'm yeah. I'm, I'm all about the line art stuff at yeah least for, for the ink so i um,
2: well, I, I you know, that. so back to me. Okay. Back to me. Um, <laughs> so where, missed. yeah, where, <laughs> where were we? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got mostly through what we do with uh, uh Every event, there is an interesting film. Every event, there is a, an interesting venue and uh, sometimes really picturesque and unique and idyllic venues. Um, we did one at. The Great Barrington Airport, for instance, which was wild. That was our third-ever event. We showed Porco Rosso, the Miyazaki Japanese animation. That's a great um, spot, too. Yeah, at the at the um, Great Barrington Airport. And we've done one at Catamount, which was really cool, too. And we worked with Prairie Well on that. Past guest, Mark Firth, and uh, his chef, Steve Browning. Yeah. And uh, they did some really cool upscale TV dinners for us that kind of figure into that film, so... And then, uh, we often have, or we always have a poster artist, a a designer, an artist, um, design a, um, a commemorative poster for us. And then we give those away to attendees at the end. We've had dance before we do some decor. So it's just this immersive event built around a film that showcases as much local creativity as, as we can, including the filmmakers sometimes and, and actors and, um, and below the line people as well, writers too, and, and cinematographers and, and all those people, because there's so much talent up in this, in this area, so much creative talent in Northwest Connecticut, in the Hudson Valley and in the Berkshires. So I,
0: I, I love it. And especially as, as things are moving into like experiences, right? Mm-hmm. We're all, we're all looking for experiences as gifts, experiences, and uh, going out and whatnot. And we think about that all the time in the restaurant that we're trying to provide more than just a meal. And you guys are doing the same thing, trying to provide more than just a movie. And like those are the kind of cool things that we want to be happening in this area to give people something to go and do. And it does make me think uh, you know, my, my father-in-law, who, who just passed away, Doug Trumbull, who was always trying to push the boundaries of what movies were because he felt like it, it became too easy. And and you lost the feeling of going to the movies because mm-hmm. we just wanted simple, so you could get it on your phone, you could get it on your computer. You could, so there was no
2: point in going to the movies. You could be lying on the couch, right, and, with a bowl of popcorn, and
0: and even though it's the new Jurassic World, you'd still rather watch it on your iPhone than drive to the movie theater. And so he was pushing with sound and and movement and everything else with IMAX and Magi and all the things he was working on to try and get people back to the movies. And it seems like you're going at it just with a more creative approach. And I love the local integration of not only do we want to provide food that's relevant and beverages that are relevant music, but we're going to collaborate with local people to go ahead and provide you that experience.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what a great thing. Yeah. uh, uh, Well, you know, we really, um, we're hoping at some point to work with, uh, with, doug trumbull and and uh you know i had in mind to show um silent running at some point and uh we may still do that because i you know
0: can we can we do that one at cantina sure yeah
2: that would be great it would be i mean uh, i wanted to at some point in this podcast since i have you here and um you you know kind of there's people there's witnesses including rafa but and the listeners um It's like a podcast joke, right? To yeah, be yeah, like right. to the listener out there.
0: Yeah, hey, thank you so much.
2: We the appreciate listener. you. The one listener, yes. <laughs> um, but um, so I just wanted to get that podcast joke in there. But <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we we've, we've wanted to work with you guys for a really long time and so I think yeah, let's 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 shake on it now that not knock over my silent running. Silent running at at um at cantina 229 and uh date to to be determined
0: tbd awesome yeah. Yeah. we will we that. will follow up on that one
2: i mean there's a and, th- and that makes me think of other people that we've you know this is the thing in this area there are waves of creative people that have that have found themselves here mm-hmm. and um you know there is a generation before us or maybe even two generations before us that came up here um, and some really accomplished people, some really amazing creative people. Um, and now there's a new generation coming up, especially with, with the pandemic and everything. There's been a lot of people have moved here from New York city or, or Boston or wherever else where they want, wanted to have a little more space and they want to raise their family in a place that feels safer and all that. And, um, and so yeah. I mean, some of these previous generations, there are people up here that have done amazing work, um, you know, in, in my town in Sharon, Connecticut, where, where I, where I live, Jasper Johns is lives in town. And, uh, and, um, another person that I had thought of when we we're, um, talking about your father-in-law was, uh, Milo Forman who lived in, in Warren, Connecticut. And I'm sure a lot of people know is, uh, you know was an incredible director that that directed several films uh Czech new wave films in in former Czechoslovakia and then came over to the US and directed Amadeus and and The Man in the Moon and and a bunch of really great films in the US too and had an equally great career over here and he passed away a few years ago um in in Warren, Connecticut. So um you know these are people that um we can I really want to celebrate and learn from and continue their legacy in this area. And there are people, I think that have moved up here that, that, that want to continue that legacy too, whether it's, you know, a conscious thing or not. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm looking forward to that opportunity and hopefully we'll do a Milos Forman thing soon in the next year or two as well. So.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, Boondock is a nonprofit, right?
2: Yeah, so um, we have five hundred one c three status, which uh, through a fiscal sponsor, so it's we are technically a nonprofit, um, um, and that allows us a lot of kind of honestly, <laughs> we haven't really explored a lot of the the benefits of being a nonprofit yet. We haven't raised really. Any significant money other than what we make from our events, which can vary pretty greatly, um, but we do okay on some of our events, um, and less okay on others. But <laughs> but but you know I, there is that opportunity is there for us to to reach out to the public if 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 we want to expand things and or if we want to bring people on, which we really you know we need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I, anyone that's, that's, that's run an entrepreneurial, you know, entity for any amount of time knows just how much work it is and how much psychic kind of weight it has, um, for the people that started it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it really, I mean, people that are listening to the listener, they should know (laughs) that, uh, that that, You're, you're not just
0: hitting play. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, and not just, you know, woe is us. I mean, anyone that all all the people that you've had on this podcast so far, anyone that's, that's starting something and doing something, especially on, on such a regular basis as what you're doing at Cantina, um, you know, it's, it's a lot and it's relentless and, uh, you need a community, which I think this podcast is, you know, trying to foster and like, that's what we're trying to foster at Boondocks too. And you need support from other people and you need support from other businesses too and other people that like minded people. And you need understanding from the people that are on the other end of things that are the connoisseurs or the, um, you know, hungry people or hungry for cinema or whatever, you know, (laughs) or just hungry for something to do. I don't know. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I I love to tell people that being in the service industry is because we like serving people. Like that's what we're here for. So it's a it's a two way street. It's a relationship between businesses and customers. Yeah. Uh, and the good ones are the ones that really take off and give a little bit more than just that meal. Are the ones that actually establish that relationship. And yeah, I can tell from you know your following. You guys definitely have a cult following. I'm always hearing people just saying like, oh, I'm going to the movie. I'm going. To, I'm going to Boondock. Same thing um if I, I i truly have always felt if you can capture your customer and build a relationship with them you're going to be set in a much more better way to to keep the whole thing going and to keep it something that's alive that goes back and forth and it's not just a one way of here's what i'm doing and i'm delivering it to you but how is it being received on your end all the rest
2: yeah yeah and i mean you know a lot of respect to the to the customer to the that was me for so many years i mean i you know i still has hesit- well i mean I've, I've always been kind of a creative person i've always i'm a writer that's what i do for a living um boondocks film society is a sidelight but um um i'm a i i write advertising copy but um and i was a journalist before that but um as far as film, you know, I don't really have any training beyond being on the audience side mm. and, uh, you know, really appreciating what other people did, um, programming and putting events together. And, uh, you know, I think we couldn't do what we do without people that take a chance on us when we first started what we were doing. And I I vibed with what you were saying, you know, on the first episode of the podcast callback. To the first episode of the podcast, I've been listening since the beginning.
1: <laughs> been listening since
2: the beginning. Uh, have you? <laughs> have you? No, looking at you. Uh, um, Not you, mom. Not yeah. you. <laughs> You're good. No, uh, you know, you were talking about how, um, you know, when you started out, it was friends and family that came out. And you know, that's all we can really expect because not everybody hears right away about what you're doing and people have plans and lives and places that they like to go and places they've developed relationships with. Right. Like a lot of people have regular bars, regular restaurants, regular movie theater spots, whatever. And, uh, we have to earn that. Um, but at first we have people that just support us, um, friends, family, um, and, and, you know, the, um, what is it? The first wave people, you know, the pioneers, you know, <laughs> and, and we built from there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, eventually, um, you find your audience and or they find you or they find you and, and you have to kind of foster a two way relationship like you talk about. And so, So I, I really, uh, that's been one of the most amazing parts of what we've done is going out and encountering like-minded people. Sometimes it's out in the world where I go tell them about what we do. And sometimes it's at our events when they take a chance on us and just show up. And then we get to talk about why they showed up and what they like about what we do and what they like about the films we like. And, um, Yeah. So, I mean, for I always tell people that my favorite part of Boondocks Film Society is going out and hanging the posters and flyers all over creation. And I get compliments sometimes from people about, you know, how many posters they see out there. (laughs) Shout out to more and more printing in Millerton, New York, future sponsor. They're really great. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> this
1: podcast is awesome. We're gonna have so many this is the best episode I've ever man. We're
2: gonna be millionaires incoming. Uh, so so I I love it's hanging I love hanging the posters wherever I can. And part of the reason is there's two two reasons. One is that I've always called us a DIY kind of punk rock operation, and part of that part of that is a is a hedge against any kind of A V problems we have that happens from time to time mm. and it, you know anything that um that might go amiss
0: yeah it's like me calling the restaurant rustic yeah so when you find a yeah. blade of grass in your salad it's like Come on, <laughs> it's rustic. rustic. It's rustic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> medium medium rare it's rustic
2: yeah <laughs> i got you i like it so so the diy punk rock thing mm-hmm. um i get that feeling when i'm out on the street you know, stapling <laughs> posters to a to a to a electric pole.
0: Do you have a fit that like you always wear on Poster Day? Like,
2: no. uh Well, that was going to be one of my jokes too. Is that <laughs> you know I have a uniform. You know, this is people that know me. They, I mean, I was going to tell you guys. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to rep, rep Bashbish bicycles. You know, I felt like again Bashbish bicycles. Yep. <laughs> uh copic falls new york um
0: bring bring your bike there's a rail trail right there it's awesome like like miles miles of rail trail beautiful you're in the valley like cruising from hillsdale down stop at o's for lunch afterwards jump into the lake right there next to the bicycle shop it really is a sweet joint
2: that's it i mean and it's not like this isn't you know for any entourage fans out there this isn't like Vinny chase on on jimmy kimmel or anything but you know (laughs) I want to get some plugs in, and <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've been drinking for a little while. No, I
0: just rewatched so, <laughs> Entourage. I was gonna go. I'm, I'm also rewatching Thirty Rock, so I was gonna go to Thirty Rock. Where so often they're like, "Oh wow, look at this amazing Lay's potato chips." <laughs> but yeah, Mini Chase wants to review
2: too. Yeah, yeah. Right, sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Plug them. So yeah, I'm I'm just gonna keep plugging away. Yeah, yeah. But um. Where were we with this? I'm...
0: Your outfit instead of the oh yes, trash. the outfit.
2: So so I I pulled this shirt out of my laundry, my laundry basket, and I want you guys to go kind of easy on me. There are some, I mean, you, I don't you probably can't see them from the cameras because this is a professional operation, but there are some lights here. They're not hot or anything, but I you know I don't want to start sweating because it's going to activate mm. some, the last <laughs> weeks kind of. <laughs> you know, hard work hanging easy on you, and it might start to really, you know, get a little, little, little stale in here is all I'm saying. Uh, but it's, it's oxidized
0: orange wine. That's what that's. Like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's the oxidized orange wine. It's not my pits, uh, everybody. Um, but you know, that is, that has been my favorite part of boondocks is because I, that's one reason is because I feel a little punk rock going out there and hanging the posters And, uh, and the other is that, um, I talked to people like when we started out, um, it was all about kind of reaching out to people in places where we thought our audience kind of already existed. So for us, (laughs) that was bars, that was, uh, restaurants, that was coffee shops, that was, um, other bars that was art galleries um music venues um liquor stores always Mm -hmm. hang posters at liquor stores that's uh you know because all of our events have drinking Mm -hmm. and you know i'm i'm an avowed fan of of a drink so and, and especially at the movies yeah so so you know i went out and went to these places and and met people doing really creative, interesting things in this area. And I, and that's been one of the best parts is just having this massive network of people that I've encountered who are running these businesses and who are fans of these businesses. And, um, you know, being able to reach out to them to partner with us on events and being able to, share audiences and sponsorship for us is really something that has come much later in the game. And really we haven't reached out much for that so far. All we've really done is just have people kind of donate prizes that we give away. Mm. (laughs) So everything is going into like, I haven't figured out a way to get out of my 2007 Subaru Impreza into a newer 2007 Subaru (laughs) Impreza. through sponsorship yet uh mostly i just give everything away but but you know we're starting to kind of try to um find other ways that we can plug businesses that we love in the area you pull, know? pull
0: the f1 thing and just start putting all these different stickers of businesses on your brand new subaru
2: yeah just yeah. like
0: because you can write a car off as advertising Right. If you have a logo that you're presenting for it.
2: So, like, can are Tina you an accountant? Can,
0: no, 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 but I have a very good accountant. <laughs> all
2: right, all right. Um, We're going to exchange that name later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not going to happen because my uh, shout out to Michael Shaw in. <laughs> Mail Valley, California, <laughs> yeah. my rock and roll accountant who 1 800
0: 466 6666. Michael Shaw, <laughs> <on the serve. laughs> he's fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I totally one of totally my, good. one of my, truly one of my best friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, never going to leave Michael, but unless he leaves me, but, um, All yeah. right, Well,
0: well the, the first thing I would say after listening to that, and, and I don't mean to assume anything here, but I want to apologize because you guys have been coming to Cantina for a long time. In fact, I mean, when, when did we meet? Because you're telling me about like searching out where are people going to be? And I remember very vividly, like the first time you guys came into Cantina and sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. And I don't remember if you brought flyers with you or something, but yeah, probably. or if I was just drawn to you because you seemed interesting. And
2: I think we might've talked about hats because hat. you know, we're both hat guys. Yeah. Hat, hat dudes. We talked about um, hats. But, yeah. But, uh, I, yeah and I brought a flyer, I'm sure but I clearly <laughs> I, like I,
0: I clearly have not been an open book to being receptive to doing something because I've just been
2: yeah machined. well apology accepted, but <laughs> at the same time um you know, I feel like there's one on our end too because uh you know we we talked we did talk and you were interested, you know, I remember from the very beginning, I think it was either later in 2017 or 2018 that uh, you know and maybe when cantina opened might figure into that uh, 2016 okay so it could have been either yeah um yeah i it was either late 20 it was probably late 2017 i would imagine because we had been up here you know we did our event our third event we started doing events in 2017 and um oh my god this is going to get me into (laughs) into some Areas that can go on for a long time. Which is uh, our first year, we did a bunch of events at um, at the Colonial Theater in Canaan, Connecticut, which is a place that is right. like near and dear to my heart. And I hope that uh, someday we can get back into that space. Um, but we also did the event at, at the Great Barrington Airport, and we started exploring the Berkshires as a as a, thank you, as a um, as a potential place for venues. And this has really been. The Berkshires has been probably our most reliable audience. Um, you know, I think there is such a great um, mix of people here.
0: Do you participate in Biff at all?
2: Uh, not yet, um, and you know, we I don't know. Fa- we, we just haven't really connected with the people that run Biff.
0: But we should facilitate that and make make it the punk rock version oh,
2: slam dance
0: slam dance like so biff is going on like and there's all this very formal viewings going on but i could totally see on like a thursday night before biff or friday night post biff Yeah, you know especially since they're closing down the streets now you know mm. they're biff already happened this year right yeah yeah so
2: you know we next year, i don't know if it did well, maybe it didn't happen yet this year
0: Well, let's let's get on with it, because I was on the Zoom call with the towns. They were talking about Biff was asking they could not shut Railroad Street down for that weekend so that there would be more parking available as people. And they also asked for a moratorium on ticketing for that night because people go to a movie and they're there Uh and then they go to something else. and. They don't want to leave their car and whatnot.
1: So it looks like it looks like it has happened already. It was uh, June second. All right. Well,
0: that means we got plenty of time to plan for the next one. But I could totally see like in the streets something happening that's much more casual, fun, immersive. Yeah. And I know Biff Biff tries really hard on doing a lot of uh, connective stuff with local businesses, but yours seems much more rooted and less formal.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I think to be fair, you know, it's really. (laughs) <laughs> we have so many advantages, uh, and you know, Oh, also I think of you when I say this as well, being a pop-up, um, and not having a home at the moment anyway, um, there's a possibility that we might start looking into having more regular events in certain areas and, and do just a, a few more pop-up events over the course of the year. But, um, but, uh, you know, it it brings the risk level down for us and it also allows us to do really a, a pretty regular schedule of programming over the course of the year and to partner with a lot of people and to pop up in places close to um all aspects of our audience, really. Like, you know, whoever we have following us in this area, we will have an event near them at some point you know,
0: so um, how, how many do you do in a
2: year? It, it, it probably averages out to about 10. Mm. So we tried to do them once a month, but, um, I mean, you know, from the beginning, it was largely Cindy and I. So, um, we started this thing together in in 2017, like I said, in our first event was May, 2017. And Cindy is the kind of visual, um, genius behind boondocks and she's also a bartender and does a lot of our, a lot of our great cocktails have, have been Cindy cocktails. Um, and, um, she used to work at Arethusa Al in in Bantam, Connecticut, which is a really fantastic restaurant. Yeah. Um, and she works at the Edward shout out to the Edward Sharon <laughs> Connecticut. I, I co-work from there every day. Um, I do my copywriting from the Edward every day and, uh, and sometimes stick around um, Thursday to Sunday, five to nine when they're open. And uh, do they
0: do barbecue there, too. Or is that they
2: don't. There's a barbecue spot next door, oh, okay. but they do kind of small plate stuff and they have a, a good wine list. And they Cindy has created some cocktails there. And, uh, and 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 to get back to Cindy's role in boondocks, she does all of our well, I shouldn't say all. she does all of our promo poster art. And then we have the commemorative posters too, and she's done a fair amount of those as well. And so anything look and feel related with boondocks is a a lot of it is Cindy and and she's done a lot of the decor at at our events too. And she works for this, um, for this artist um, in Goshen, Connecticut. And so she kind of has, that's her comfort zone. And so um, she's just been, you know, a massive part of what is special about boondocks. Um, I think I always say I'm the energy, you know, (laughs) and I, you know, I bring some film knowledge. Like I said, I was in the audience on the audience side for so long and, and went to so many movies in, I lived in San Francisco. I mean, we didn't get into all the, uh, you know, kind of Jeff's travels part of it. I, I, I I don't think that I want to try to compete with, with like Mark Firth on, (laughs) you know, where I've been at the, in, in the world. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark and
0: Matt had some pretty epic background <laughs> <Yeah>. stories. <laughs>
2: I mean, I've got, I've got a pretty good one too. And maybe you can have <laughs> me back like in year six or something and we can cover that. But uh, I, I lived in Budapest for a year and that's uh, honestly actually where part of uh, the inspiration for boondocks came from is because um, I used to go to these, um, these film nights that a guy put on a, an American expat in, in Budapest. One of the first people I met would put on these film nights and he would have a bunch of, People over some expats, some local Hungarian people to watch art house movies at, at his house, and he would, you know, buy some beer and have some food laid out, and sometimes other people would choose the movie, and he would let them introduce the movie, and and he stopped doing it shortly after I started going, and a friend of mine, an Italian guy um, that I was good friends with in Budapest when the for the year that I lived there, he and I started hosting. Uh, we took over the hosting duties and, uh, and we added some of this, you know, kind of boondocks elements to it. So we added a, we added food that kind of related to the film. So if we showed an Italian film, we would, my friend would make, <laughs> you know, pasta and and we would have, uh, you know, maybe he would do a cacio e pepe or something. And, and then we'd have, uh, some Italian wine or whatever. And we would have some friends over and watch, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, Il sorpasso or whatever, whatever uh, some Italian film, and then uh, if we showed an English film, we would make some English food and and have a pim's cup or whatever you know. So um, that was kind of the very early seedlings in 2008 when I lived in Budapest of of Boondocks Film Society, which would happen nine years later. Um, so you know, I've got some of that globe trotter spirit too. I you know, being a, I've been a freelancer for 20 years, um, doing journalism and then uh, copywriting, um, and some proofreading. And, uh, that has allowed me to travel a lot and allowed me to do something like boondocks, you know, because otherwise it's a lot, it would be hard to kind of make a living doing.
0: What do you, uh, what do you think about test? place? Place somebody should visit.
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's a wonderful place. uh, uh you know, I have mixed feelings. I mean, I have very clear feelings about the leadership there. Now it's a, the it's run by kind of a, a very short version of Trump. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan. I don't want to get political on the bunch podcast, but anyway, <laughs> I think it's pretty safe in the Berkshires. Yeah. but anyway, I'm, I'm not a, 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 I think as a city, all that aside as a city, it's a, it's a really incredible place with, uh, great architecture uh really varied architecture and um and kind of there's a lot of good art and um photography um the bath houses are amazing it's one of my favorite cities in the world
0: huh my my so i found out a couple of years ago that my family actually part of my family comes from budapest and turns out I, I can't exactly draw the family tree, but I have some relation to Harry Houdini, mm-hmm. whose, whose real name was uh, Weiss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we had this running joke. My little sister used to climb out of her crib all the time. And it was like, up oh, there are the Houdini the Houdini oh, jeans wow. popping in. they are like, how did you get out of here? Well. Holy shit. Oh, uh, you mentioned San Francisco. Uh, I have a. I spent a summer there, a summer in San Francisco. Mm. It was the, the the warmest winter I ever had. What's well, what's that line?
2: You yeah, know? Mark Twain, right? Yeah, supposedly, yeah. anyway.
0: Um, but I I kind of put two and two together. Did you spend any time at uh, Foreign Cinema?
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah it's a, Foreign it's a,
0: Cinema. That's a fun restaurant, right?
2: Yeah. So Foreign Cinema, um, for those of you who haven't been there, is a is a restaurant in in San Francisco that that they basically. I mean, they show. They kind of have foreign films <laughs> on a, on a loop as as they do their dinner service and uh you know they're not really timed for when people are going to be there but you have that atmosphere yeah. you know you feel like you might be in you know on the set of la dolce vita or something while you're Yeah,
0: you're in like a little courtyard, you know, yeah. kind of thing outdoors and on the brick wall they're just projecting. Yeah. You know, some
2: Really cool place in San Francisco that was kind of a, a, I don't know, kind of a groundbreaking place uh, in the mission. It was one of the first restaurants in in the mission district of San Francisco, which has become really, I don't know, it's gone through a whole cycle at this point. It was for a long time, a really hip neighborhood in San Francisco. And now it's maybe gone over that hump into something like a little that maybe, um, could be refreshed and maybe a, a little on the expensive side right now. And that's, that's, you know, part of the reason that I'm back here.
0: <laughs> I, 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 went, I went to the mission for La Taqueria and, yeah. and then there was a cookie joint around the corner on Valencia mm-hmm. that I would do tacos yeah. and that, and then I would go and have dinner at foreign cinema mm-hmm. and the people that I were with, they like to drink fernet with soda water uh, or yeah. g- ginger ale or soda water on the side. It was like a, it was a San Francisco thing.
2: Yeah. So for a while, um, I know you guys often are covering, you know, food and drink topics here on the show. And, you know, that definitely there's a overlap with Boondocks Film Society there. But, you know, this is a this is good fertile ground um, now <laughs> talking about San Francisco. I mean, really one of the best food cities in the world yeah. uh, and one of the most affordable food cities in the world, at least to a few years ago. And I, I imagine that you can still, you got to look a little harder now because it's, there are a lot of kind of kind of fancy, bland, upscale places that are priced a little on the higher price point now, but uh, in places like the Mission, but there's still La Taqueria that'll be going forever, I'm yeah. sure. And uh, uh, Taqueria Cancun and all the great Taquerias there. And, uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain was a huge fan of some places in San Francisco, anything from, you know, um,
0: the slanted
2: a, door, at well, the the high end. door. Yeah. And, 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 and the oyster bars and things like that to Sam's, um, which was a restaurant in North beach in San Francisco that had, you know, like pizza slices and burgers and smash burgers that were just amazing. Um, so, you know, I, I used to have this kind of, um, matrix that I made, um, of, and Cindy was in on this too I think of of restaurants that uh, both of us lived out in San Francisco for a while and there, we, we made this matrix of restaurants where you could um, get you know a meal and go around the corner to a bar and have both a drink and a meal for under five dollars <laughs> wow. and I mean we're talking good stuff here you know we're not talking about you know, McDonald's, Yeah, you know, and, and that, that is what's, what still is probably beautiful about San Francisco is that you could probably still go there and go and get, um, at least, you know, I can probably name a few places. They're probably still there. Saigon sandwich, you know, you can get a, a Vietnamese sandwich for you used to be able to get them for I don't 350. Know, 3, 350, 375 yeah. Yeah. and then go around the corner and get a dollar beer, and that I mean,
0: included four spring rolls <laughs> you know, that were sitting <laughs> in the window. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and 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 you know, tacos and 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 baby burritos. If you were if you were broke like I was a lot of times I was in San Francisco a lot of a lot of the time I was in San Francisco as a journalist, I would get baby burritos because it's really more manageable anyway. Yeah, you don't need,
0: you don't need a full size. Yeah, you
2: don't need. They're like you know massive yeah uh, the the biceps on those women that are rolling those things up yeah yeah (laughs) yeah working it down best workout you could possibly (laughs) possibly have but uh, but yeah so i mean so much of this just all this feeds into boondocks film society honestly we try to keep our food prices as reasonable as we can we try to keep our um ticket prices as reasonable as we can because we want everybody to be able to come to our shows. And, um, you know, I hesitate to say this a little bit, <laughs> but you know, we work with people. If like, if you're local and you're, uh, you know, you ha- have a lot of bills like all of us do. And, and you look at the price of one of our events and you're like, things are tight for me right now. We work with people and we want, we want everybody to be able to come out and, uh, we want everybody to be able to have one of the cool cocktails that we have and, and all that. So, Um, I think living in a place like San Francisco, um, at a time when people really embrace the community part of, of living in a neighborhood, like the mission, uh, influenced that. And, um, and you know, I, another, I mean, I can't talk about San Francisco without mentioning the Castro theater, which is like, my God. Uh, legendary, legendary place. I think Quentin Tarantino called it his favorite theater in, in the world. Uh, and it was like a Mecca for me. I mean, I was there, um, all the time watching movies there and that's, that's where a lot of, um, my film knowledge came from that. And I worked in a video store when I was in college, wow. I went to college in Virginia and Williamsburg, Virginia, a very strange place to <laughs> do anything. <laughs> you know but uh <laughs> but they actually had a art house theater the dog street cinema and they had a i mean the video store i worked at was pretty run of the mill but you know working in a video store you learn about a lot about movies too so so a lot of those places uh are kind of what what um what gave me my beginnings and
0: yeah, inspiration. I can, I can, you know, I know a lot of these places I was in Noe Valley. So I was walking, hopping the bus. What's the bus called in San Francisco? The Muni, the Muni. I was hopping the Muni right there in front of the Castro
2: theater. Yeah.
0: Almost every day.
2: Uh, Noe Valley might have one of the last video stores in San Francisco. I'm not sure if it's still open, but I think it might be. It's called video wave. And uh, yeah, I, I was a big, um, the, there was a, place called lost weekend that lasted quite a while and then they finally moved into an alamo draft house that had opened up in the mission later on like maybe 2016 or 2015 and um and then they finally i think probably folded but uh, there's maybe one or two video stores left and i like video stores that's a crazy thing that's uh that's the thing in the past for sure there's one in chatham new york i think
0: what tell me them. as you're talking about price and whatnot is it? Is it an all-inclusive thing when you come to one of your events? As uh, ticket price in- includes dinner, this, that, and the movie? Is it packaged?
2: We're going to call that semi-inclusive. Okay. So, pardon me. Um, so, what is included usually in our tickets is um, the film, of course, and any live music that we have, and the poster that you get at the end of the screening and, and any, anything else we have in terms of like dance or I don't know, puppetry, whatever (laughs) decor, all that stuff. Um, and then you pay separately for food and drink and we try to keep those prices, um, reasonable so that people can, um, kind of feel like they have a pretty typical night out, but an atypical night out at the same time, you know?
0: do you mind amount. breaking down for me just you know rough numbers so i buy a ticket to the movie yeah, i'm looking so, at
2: i mean <laughs> when we started out it was super cheap i mean we were charging maybe 12 to 14 for the film but um now it's somewhere between 18 and 22 usually around 20 that's
0: what a movie um, ticket price is yeah you yeah know,
2: and it doesn't include the gigantic thing of popcorn
0: that's 18 dollars yeah yeah
2: i mean in terms of like like it really depends on what we do and you know we want to get local musicians paid and we want to i mean one as we started to grow this thing there were elements that um we wanted to make sure that we were supporting so at the beginning a lot of the art was being done for the posters and things like that was being done by cindy or being done by close friends and but we wanted to feature the work of local artists and you know we want to pay them for that so that was part of it and then musicians of course too we want to get them what they deserve so you know we've kind of landed at twenty dollars as a place where we can do a lot of that and still you know be able to turn enough of a profit um to keep things going and sometimes we don't sometimes we don't uh you know it's pretty rare but sometimes we don't turn a profit and so we've got to. it's 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 really and i'm sure it's the same thing with a restaurant you know setting your prices is so difficult for sure and um, oh we, we want to be inclusive but at the same time we have to we have to there are business realities and and all that.
0: Well, I'm sure the ones that were not profitable were probably your favorite ones
2: because it, <laughs> it so
0: often happens that you're like, I just want to do it anyway because yeah. it's what I want to do. And we, we find that in the restaurant when we find a great product that's very expensive, whether it's a local lamb or a, a, a local piece of this or some very high end seafood uh, where you're like, I, there's no way I can charge full margins or markups on this. Like it'll nobody's gonna buy a 70 dollar rib dish, but I really want to serve these ribs. And so we'll take a cut on that because and my my thought process always been as I'm sharing with whether whether it's my sous chefs or not my chefs, like, look, we can take a hit on a couple of items, but that's just going out and getting people more excited to keep coming back here. Right? Like to they're gonna have a great time. I only paid 20 bucks for this amazing movie and look at all the look at what went into this. Look at the decor that's going on here yeah. and look at the, there's musicians and look, there's a clown and but this and that <laughs> and all the other things. That's like, coming.
2: How, how did they, someday. how did they pull this
0: off? And it's like, you know, we just did it because we wanted to, and we're glad you enjoyed it. And we hope you come back again and maybe in the next one, we'll make a buck. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, you know, this is the thing with a lot of these efforts that we talk about, these creative efforts locally and these entrepreneurial efforts is that no one is in it to get rich. Right. I mean, yeah. and if you are, uh, I don't know, you're, you're, you, you, you either are a lot smarter than the rest of us <laughs> or you're deluded, but I, you know, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any day now, <laughs> really raking it. In. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's so rewarding to just to, like I said, to meet all the people that we've met and to, it is a creative outlet and uh, you know, and it's an opportunity to um, work with a lot of really interesting people. And that's been the best part of it. And yeah, I've, and this might be a good point to talk about all the, all the people that you should have on the podcast. Well, <laughs> I, I would, I would love to way. hear that.
0: I also just put two and two together on the ride over here. Rafa told me that uh, last week, you haven't heard this yet because it hasn't come out but last week uh rafa read a comment that was on our youtube video mm-hmm. um that i guess
1: you're you, ruining it man I mean, he hasn't seen the episode I was it was supposed to be a surprise i know but
0: but but, but <laughs> uh, i'm not trying to ruin it but but we we went into That's that hilarious. but we no, all stuttered trying to say a word that you used okay In- inimitable <laughs> Inimitable. Oh,
2: inimitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay.
0: So so I heard that, and then you dropped a couple other just like, you know, word bombs tonight. And and now I'm circling back to like I'm a copywriter yeah. and this and that. So you have a nice vocabulary. Good for you.
2: Well, thanks, man. I, you know, I Can I tap am-
0: you for like you know word of the day at some point? If I, you <laughs> sure, know. sure.
2: I you know. For only a dollar a month, you too can get <laughs> the word of the day. This is my Stab at performance, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to impress people any way I can. I mean, you know. Uh. Okay. So uh, it, it, I I
0: definitely want to start asking people, you know, now that we're starting to get the hang of things, like what do what do the listeners want to be? hearing about who should we be talking to Ralph and i have a huge list of people but yeah at a certain point it's like okay what's relevant right now like what's what's the most pertinent we hope that we go ahead and tap every single person yeah. and then after we get through all them we have to come back to you and hear about all the other places you've been <laughs> you know yeah, yeah so so what do you got what do you got for i mean us? the list
2: is endless i was just at the prairie whale and uh you know hanging out with amelie Coster. yep should have amelie Coster on man yep so great Love Amelie, and she's going to be helping us out with our with one of our events. She's now up in Williamstown, What's and she doing? she's kind of a fixture in the in. She's been a fixture in this area, and now she's kind of establishing herself up there too. Amelie, and, uh, I think I know her. Yeah, yeah, she's a great one. I, th- I think really, I, I really think, creative person. Yeah. That's that's uh, you know, kind of a force of nature. And, uh, and she's, she's doing a lot of interesting stuff and in, well, I'll, I'll let her describe what she's doing, but she's doing mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff up, up in Williamstown and, and North Adams. Um, and you know, like obvious, I love, uh, well, I'll, you know, this is like almost like, um, one of those alt weekly lists of, of things and people that you love, you know, in the area. For me, some of the things that have been inspiring are what, um, what, you know, Jenny Rubin and, uh, <clears throat> and Nick are doing over at, um, at the Egermont barn. I love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, th- I think they've done amazing programming over there and yeah, we got to get Rafa a little wine. Rafa's itching for another. Some shampoo. You know, shampoo uh and um and who else i'm i'm trying to think who else in this in this area i mean you've you've hit some of the people that i really love so far um i know the the casey mead rothstein fitzpatrick yeah episode is dropping soon
1: yeah, I, I want to have uh, Casey's dad on at some point as well. Oh, Dave. yeah, Dave. He's great. Dave is one of the wildest cats I know out there. Crazy um, life story and super interesting and loving guy too.
2: Some people that, you know, a couple people that were really um, inspiring to me too, um, and they may be surprised to hear this if they're listeners, but uh, we worked with Big Elm, uh, Christine over there, and, and Bill. They're awesome. Yeah. I just love, I mean, talk about people that are just all about community. Um, and yeah, love them. So, uh, yeah. And, and I don't know, do you guys go into, do you go over borders or are you like Massachusetts mostly? We'll see how it pans out. Oh, you come back to me if you need anybody from the Hudson Valley. Okay. You got your Hudson Valley people. Okay. You got your Northwest Connecticut people. Mm. hmm we get around boondocks, you know, (laughs) we're doing this event in North, North Adams soon. That's, uh, where's that going to be at tourists? Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about that. We're going to, we're going to show, um, this film called memoria that came out this year. They're doing a kind of a non-traditional release. This is the first time we've shown an actual current movie. Uh, neon distribution is handling the film. And, uh, and they reached out to us um to be part of this road show that they're doing they're releasing it at various theaters across the country some really cool art house theaters and if you go to, if you're interested in art house theaters and you want to do like a national tour of art house theaters like people do for the baseball stadiums you could go to the site where they have the dates for memoria it's memoria.film and just look through the list of theaters that they put together. And because I,
0: that's a hit list right there. Yeah, it
2: is because I just got, you know, I don't know. I'm obsessed with, you know, where we lie in the, in the universe of places that are showing, the, showing the films that we're showing. And so I just did a little background on these theaters. Like, There's so many amazing theaters still kicking out there. And uh, one day I hope, that the colonial theater down in Canaan is another one that, that is revived and I'd love to be a part of that. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's been something that I've been trying to Mark, Mark Firth and I actually talked briefly about doing something there, but, uh, but I think, uh, and then we've also talked to other locations as well. Mark is, you know, a film fan. We actually showed, um, we did a movie screening for his 50th birthday, uh, not to date Mark, but um, <laughs> but we showed he's only fifty. <laughs> <laughs> we showed uh, Purple Rain for his fiftieth birthday at his at his farm in, in Monterey, Monterey, I think. Yeah.
0: So, so you mentioned like one thing I would like to see as you're talking about the theater down in Canaan, but I'm curious to know like you're five years in now, and if everything went right for you guys where do you want boondocks to kind of be what, what do you see it as is this it not to not to cap it yeah. uh you know you mentioned potentially having a permanent venue of some sort like what are the what are the goals because yeah. rafa and i kind of want to hear that and find out what are ways that we can kind of help support you guys to to realize some of those dreams
2: yeah well so part of the idea behind having some regular places to show movies is just finding some efficiencies because uh, I'm, I've made it and I speak for my, I'm going to speak for myself here because, uh, you know, Cindy, uh, who has been my primary partner in this, we have another person, David Ruckman, that's helping us out now. That's a Connecticut guy, Washington, Connecticut guy. Um, and, um, but Cindy has been my primary partner in this, and, and she, you know, from the beginning has been looking for efficiencies, um, and I've just made it really hard on <laughs> myself and us. And, you know, it's part of what makes us special to pop up in different places in different states, you know, whether we, we just did an event in Kingston, New York, um, at a, this Maritime Museum on the, on the Rondout, like on the waterfront in Kingston. We are going to do one in North Adams, which is way out of our comfort zone too. Um, and um, we tr- we generally have tried to stay within an hour of of where we are, just so that we can we've established relationships in that area and we can get people out. But uh, but you know it's it's so tempting. There's so many amazing venues up here, and so many people are open to something with some energy and uh, something unique and and different. And um, you know that's part of the reason that we. I'm going to try not to get on a tangent here, but that's part of the reason why we approach chefs too is, is uh, to get it back to food again, is that, uh, is that a lot of them are movie lovers and a lot of them vibe with what we do and they get excited about partnering with us and it's becomes less about money, which it can't be about, unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> and more about something fun and unique and like a, almost a break for them. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and something creative. And so we've relied on some of that. And also, I mean, it's part of the energy of what we're doing is having people join us in this kind of, you know, in some ways it's, a uh, uh, what's that, i want to a man of La Mancha kind of, um, I'm not coming up with the right term right now, but like, oh it's Sisyphean or it's, you know, like that, that chasing windmills kind of thing because, uh, you know there's not a ton of money in it or anything um, but it's but it's exciting and it's and it, and it connects us back with what was important to us in our youth and and these films that we grew up with um, but uh yeah I mean we need it has been hard because we're working with different laws in three different states we're working mm. with different venues every time with different layouts and um, different screen placement sometimes there's a screen there sometimes there's sound there sometimes we're bringing this stuff um and so we're reinventing the wheel almost every time and that's a lot of work uh but it's part of what it makes us special too so we want to keep that but at the same time we want to we want to move forward and find some efficiencies that allow us to maybe show more films and not you know drive ourselves into the ground which we've almost already done mm-hmm.
0: There's definitely a middle ground there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I think you could, you could have a staple that yeah. keeps the, keeps the rhythm going for you. That doesn't require this. I'm sure, you know, people all the time think a pop-up is day of, but it's weeks and weeks and weeks of planning. Yeah. And you're probably showing up there on Wednesday for a Sunday movie to, you know, start to develop what the space is going to be like. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And, um, you know, I'm getting ready to go out to Gedney farm for our next event to, to prep for our event there. And we work with them weeks in advance to come up with the, the menu and the, and the drinks and and the kind of idea of how we're going to lay it out and everything like that. Um, but I, we, I think, so in my mind and I don't know how, what's going to happen. It's all like, it plays out the way it plays out and the audience will have some say in it too. But, uh, in my mind, you know, we have three or four venues that we use regularly, um, maybe next year onward. And then we pop up in one or two or three places over the course of the year that are different, that are unique. Um, and so, yeah, we're, you know, we have some places in mind that we won't talk about yet, but it, it it should be, really great and allow us to do a few more movies and uh work with more musicians too because you have you know more professional sound setups and things like that and there are more and more interesting musicians moving up into this area i've met some of them um racebrook lodge actually has been booking some really great stuff lately yeah. some really um talented musicians that have moved up here from the city uh on the younger side too and so Uh, We'd love to work with as many of these people as possible. And so that, you know, I think that's the kind of general vision. And as far as the colonial theater, you know, whether that happens or not, uh, I I always envision it as something that could be a really amazing space again, like a multi-use space, no matter who runs it. Um, And I almost see like a Cinematech feel there too. Um, And because there's so much, you know, there's so many film people up in this area. Um, and, and more and more young people that are, that are working on film and, and, uh, going into film. And a lot of the schools in this area actually have film programs and things like that too. So, uh, and, and there's movie theaters that we've worked with, um, you know, the, the, the drive-in and the movie house in Millerton. And, um, we're open to working with all any of the movie theaters up here and, and, and Biff and, and, and all the people, um, to build like as much of a film community as we can up here um i mean biff for instance when you were talking about that earlier one of our great friends is a filmmaker that uh that had a really amazing film come out this year called down with the king um his name is diego angaro um and he lives in Norfolk, connecticut and it norfolk it, so how the locals say well, <laughs> that's a real point of contention. Great, let's probably talk about shouldn't. It. Do you want to get into that? <laughs> I, I'm that? curious to hear it. They they even have hats that say nor with a fork next to it. So it's mm. it's it, but it is like kind of 50-50. So you're going to you're getting some dangerous territory. Okay. Here. But uh but in any case he lives we can you can have him on at some point and ask him what what or some uh, one of the restaurant tours from Norfolk and ask ask them how they pronounce it. But uh <laughs> <laughs> love that that's another one of those magical towns that's hidden out there with really interesting people just below the surface and um and his his film though starred freddie gibbs the rapper and and a uh, really super talented and famous rapper um and was set in the berkshires and it's a really great film it's i think it's on the streaming platforms now so you can google it and watch it and see locations from the berkshires what's it called film it's called down with the king Dang and the king. and he has a long relationship with biff and um and they showed his film early on um before it, its release um and i went to that screening at, at the mahawi um really great film and so you know this area is has some some vibrancy in terms of film projects happening here um you know there's other people around that there's too many to name really we, we should practice.
0: do one behind did you come during covid when moon cloud was doing it's like outdoor thing behind the railroad tracks
1: no. so there's, there's
0: that like that area behind moon cloud on the opposite side of the railroad tracks
1: okay that be just,
0: a location just like there. a big ba- it's like a field right there like right right there
2: well let's uh, scope it
0: let's Take scope it out Sorry. I think it would be cool to do Moon Cloud Cocktails and Rubiner's Cheese and show Ratatouille. <laughs> 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 Which is one of my favorite movies of uh, all time. Absolutely
2: yeah, we that. worked with Rubiners too on uh, we did an event at um, at Berkshire Mountain Distillers, another great local business. Yeah. And uh, we had uh, we had Rubiners come out and do a couple of, we showed Miller's Crossing, this Cohen Brothers movie. Sorry, I shook your microphone. Um, we we sh- <laughs> we showed Miller's Crossing, and we had them do like an Italian themed ch- sandwich and an Irish themed sandwich. Oh, very cool! And that was a that was a great event too. And and that gives me a chance to talk about some of our music friends up in this area that are doing amazing things.
1: Um, Wait, but before before you go into that, I wanted to just jump in here and. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, but I feel. Do you ever heard? Do you ever hear about uh, this? Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's sort of like a community. It's kind of like an event plan, event thing that happens in many different uh, metropolitan areas around the world called So Far Sounds. Right yes. I mean? so yes. When I think of of, uh, of what you do, it reminds me a lot of So Far. In that, I almost feel like there's a scale, There's a way of scaling what you currently have. Uh, you know imagine if there's like a boondock film society down in i don't know in texas and another one in california uh you know what i mean yeah and
2: it'd be weird i mean well it depends on where in texas and california as long as it's in the boondocks that's the key yeah or it could be ironic i guess (laughs) But, uh, you, you, no when, I, I
1: when you mentioned for example that you uh, that you were doing a film that was the fir- well, uh, is that the first time you're doing a new film now right Yeah
2: way? yeah and so, that was kind of exciting uh, for us to do something different
1: yeah. But I think that would be exciting too for a lot of indie studios and and production houses that you know get to partner up with a with a somewhat centralized but decentralized in many ways as well uh organization that sort of has all these like indie events that happen throughout in many different places. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's true. And I, you know, uh, the idea of, of expanding and being kind of almost franchised, it's been brought up. um, The difficulty as with any, you know, restaurants too is, is staff and, and I guess this is a great moment. Um, Right before I talk about our, our, some of our music friends is our plea for, for help. If anyone <laughs> wants to be involved in a project like boondocks film society and loves film and is, uh, and has some energy for putting something like this together and events like this together, uh, we always are looking for and love to combine powers with people. And um, you know, we're a very, kind of flat and open organization that just, like, we want to um, empower people to, from the very beginning, I mean, uh, um, the idea was for other people to be inspired by, hopefully, what we were doing, just like I was inspired by this, this guy in Budapest that put on these events, and to want to put on events themselves, to want to pitch in with us, or, or to maybe step, you know, to do something completely separate from us. That is was inspired by what we're doing, uh, and maybe builds on it, or 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 takes it in a different direction, well, and, I and is I, how to
0: monetize it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, someone that's a better business person than than me could maybe do that. Uh, uh, so, so um, I I hope I still hope that people. I think we have had a little bit of an impact in this area because I see more people doing these uh, kind of more elaborate events, and the, and the reason. I didn't, I I wanted to mention this early on too, is part of the reason that we do things the way we do is to take the pressure off of any one element, right? So, like, you can come to our event and you can even not be into the film and still have a good time. Mm. You could, um, not really feel the food or the cocktail or not drink, or you could, you know, be like, I could take or leave that band but you could still have a good time at our event and they're also very um you know social events as well but like any one element you don't have to vibe with every single element you can there's so much going on that Layers. it takes the pressure off of, of any one given element and that's part of the reason why we made it so elaborate it's a lot more work but the pressure is off yeah. on on me on us and on because you know, the it's
0: audience. not it's not just one thing it's yeah. it's a night yeah, yeah. What kind of turnout are you getting uh, for, for these?
2: Yeah. I think like now we're kind of averaging like 120, 130, which wow. is, yeah, which is about like, especially during the summer. Sometimes in the winter, it's like a little more challenging or because we do try to do them year round. Um, and, you know, we went to Kingston and is like, we haven't built an audience there yet. And North Adams is going to be a bit of a challenge too. hopefully we, some of our Berkshires people will go up there mm-hmm. and be curious about tourists because it's an amazing place. Uh, and we're going to be working with their chef and their mixologist. So it's, it's going to, and, and we're hopefully going to be making music with plants up there as part of our show, which is a whole other thing. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to get that mic right near that plant and see what you hear. <laughs> Uh, but, but anyway, uh, we yeah. just got our teaser. Clip. That's just a teaser, <laughs> right? Because like you got to come to boondocks to find out what that fucking means. Yeah, Sorry. Or sounds like, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, what was the, what were we talking about? Uh, people going, more people
0: going up to North Adams <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for your show well, uh, do. that's coming up. Um, yeah. uh, uh, when is that one?
2: So, okay, so I'll give dates for our next three events, but people can find information on our Instagram account, which is probably our most attractive public-facing thing, um, instagram.com forward slash Society, and we have boondocksfilmsociety.org. Our next event is on Thursday, July 14th. It may be after this Paris. It oh. would definitely be I Okay. Guess. Well you guys missed a great event or you came to a great event. Thank you for coming. Yep. Uh Wet Hot American Summer at Gedney Farm on July fourteenth. Um sorry to date the podcast. <laughs> Next one after that is Paper Moon, the Peter Bogdanovich Bogdanovich film. Um, See, I have trouble pronouncing things too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that is on August 12th, Friday, August 12th at South Farms in Morris, Connecticut, which is a really beautiful place. Uh, And then we are going to do Memoria, uh, Tilda Swinton's new film um, by this director, Apichatpong Wirasethkul, talk about something hard to pronounce, Palm d'Or winning Thai director, that's going to be at tourist and that's uh, Sunday, September 11th. So those are our next ones. And then we're going to do a, a, like some Halloween programming at, um, the Warner theater in Torrington, Connecticut. And yeah. I think the centerpiece is going to be this Japanese horror film called house. That's wild. Hmm. And I saw it for the first time at the, uh, Castro theater in San Francisco. So
1: are you planning on doing any more of the live, music scoring of yeah so i think you
2: you did one with uh, mad max before yeah, yeah so we did a live we had a band so oh here we've we've come back to our musical friends in the area um one great friend of mine uh brian canter who lives in sheffield um if you guys don't know him you should really know him he's an awesome guy he uh, is a drummer he has a school called the soundry um, a music school um with some other local musicians. That's really great. Oh yeah.
1: He, uh, he's my
2: daughter's teacher. There we go. Look at that. (laughs) Another (laughs) future sponsor, Another future sponsor. So, (laughs) so, uh, Brian is in a band, uh, called Morricone youth that, um, does live scores. They compose scores to films. Uh, they rescore films and then they, uh, perform them live and we had them come out, um, for, a screening of Mad Max, the original Mad Max from 1979, that we did in Torrington, Connecticut, and it was wild. I mean, they they basically for that particular film, they just run the subtitles and they rock out from moment one to the end of the film.
0: Yo, that is awesome!
2: It's it so is cool. insane, and they uh, and we had um, a metal sculptor come out and bring a bunch of metal sculpture. We had a couple Mad Max ish cars we had you know themed food and cocktails it was that was an amazing event but uh we the house screening may involve a live score uh, that we're trying to reach out to this band i think they're in albany that does a live score to house but anyone that s- has seen house knows that it is like whatever happens it's going to be wild <laughs> this movie is insane now when you when you do these
1: things when you do the the live music. Do you, How do you, how does that work? Do you show, do you always show sort of like the film in silence and you have the band playing, is the band playing over the audio or do you figure out a way to get a file of the film without the score and then get the band
2: playing? So there are different, it depends on who you're working with and, and what kind of exists out there. Even Morikone youth, for instance, has different films and different. So some, for some films they've worked with Nighthawk cinema down in the city to procure basically a version of the film that has the score removed so that they have still the ambient sound and the you know like sound screeching tires and the sound in the dialogue and all that stuff and then the score is just missing um and so they provide that live um and then other films they're using just we're just using the subtitles and cutting and the whole out. And actually we did a live score w- at one time down in Wasaic, New York. Shout out to the Wasaic Project, wasaic New York. And um and we showed Harold and Maud and we had a guy um who we actually met at Dreamway Lodge, which mm. is like RIP. Love, love, love Dreamway Lodge. Thing. Yeah. And um I did that come up on the podcast before? I feel like that might have come. Or, yeah, you did. You t- I, We we
0: we, t- we touched on it only because we were about to host the industry party. Yeah. The so, the yeah. the industry hoedown.
2: Yeah. Um Dreamaway Lodge what a special place and I hope something special happens there um going forward. But we met this guy Avi Jacob there who was living at the time kind of is it Pioneer Valley? I don't know somewhere like kind of a little east of yeah. like, Dreamaway. And um he he really loved the film Harold and Maude and we had him come out and do all the Cat Stevens tunes from the movie. And for that one, I mean, it was super DIY (laughs) call back to the DIY moment earlier. (laughs) And, and I just sat at the soundboard and turned down the the volume (laughs) every time he started playing and turned it back up when he was (laughs) done. So that's (laughs) Moondock Spill Society people. (laughs) Come on out, yeah. hey, you know, drop your, drop your Hamilton, is it? No, not Hamilton, Andrew Jackson, drop your Andrew Jackson, and that's what you're going to get.
1: <laughs> have you ever been to an, an event like that where you you have a, a band or an orchestra or something like that playing the score? No. It's wild. No, but I'm, it's, when I'm, it's I'm putting really all these well dates done. in my
0: calendar right now. And yeah. And one more apology. I'm sorry I haven't made it out yet to any of them, but... I have been admiring from a distance through the Instagram and everything else. And I love the artwork and I love the fact that you guys are constantly innovating and doing cool stuff. And now that I have a little bit of time, I want to be a part of it.
2: Yeah. And so this is, I think one of the things, maybe one of the last things that I want to cover is that, and it came up earlier tonight too, when I was at the Prairie Well, is that we really try and we haven't been so good this year, but, we really try to do a couple of events on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the service industry people, because I think, you know, you guys know, obviously via <laughs> having, you know, living in the service industry that they're not often considered. Their schedules are not often considered and um, everything happens near the weekend when, when people are working in restaurants. And so we, we try as hard as we can to, to do uh, a couple of events a year that service in- industry people can come to. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for those. If you are in the service industry and you uh, are bumming that you haven't been to a boondocks event yet.
1: Another suggestions, suggestion slash request would be for you to do some, uh, some, uh, some showings of some uh, uh, children friendly
2: movies. Oh sure. Oh, and that that would be that, Such
1: that, a good <laughs> bring yeah yeah. So down. we've done
2: it. We've done two or three. But uh, yeah. I mean, the, the drinking. Uh, you know, s- since we drinking is such an integral part of our events, they've mostly been a- aimed at adults. But parents love to drink while their kids are are. Oh yeah, what, while sort of yeah. watching their kids or whatever. That's
0: yeah. why Taco Tuesday is still in business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
2: and and <laughs> man, if you go out and you see the things that are really well attended, there are kids there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh. But that'll give me a good chance to plug, um, my, the fellow that I mentioned earlier, Brian Cantor. They're doing, um, something called Kidsdale. And this woman, Joanna Varillo, who, uh, also maybe if you take people from over the border in, in the Hudson Valley, she ran Grillsdale for a while, um, which is a really cool, you know, kind of food related event that they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, uh, she and Brian and, some other people are putting together this event called Kidsdale in Hillsdale. And they're going to have um, they're, uh, Brian and a couple of his musical compatriots from his studio, The Soundry, are going to perform Harry Nilsson's The Point, which is kind of a kid's album in its entirety, nice. in the little town park in Hillsdale, two days after our event. Uh, so, well, again... I don't know when this is going to come out. (laughs) It's on July 16th. So it might be after this comes out. We'll see. Yeah, I think so. But keep an eye on what they do too, because they're really cool people.
0: Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot for a little closing question here. I have access to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, so on and so forth. Give me tonight. We finish this podcast. We decide we have a little bit more wine. I say, Hey, when you come back to my place, let's watch a movie what are we watching you and i yeah because I, I i'm i'm not super knowledgeable about the film in fact the film world in yeah. fact most of the movies you've named tonight i i'm clueless about which is part of the reason i want to be more of a part of it yeah um so i've missed a ton of movies so i bet if you give me one i haven't seen it but i'm always looking for something to watch
2: yeah 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 to get um. me
0: off of entourage for the fourth time <laughs>
2: Oh, but yeah entourage i i love i mean entourage is like the you know kind of i don't know it's like um i don't know it's some kind of prescription drug for men you know (laughs) just some bros (laughs) bros wish fulfillment i don't know I, i i love it though and uh you know in like tv i love bojack horseman man that show so good and during the during the lockdown i was all about um it's always sunny in Philadelphia, you know, just feel good. Kind of, kind of, um, you know, you don't have to think too much about it, yep. but, uh, but as far as movies, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it depends on the mood really, but like, you know, I mean, that house is such a, if you can find that one is so fun and so ridiculous and so out there. Um, uh, Japanese horror movie from the seventies, Um, I, I mean, what, what, what was the, oh, so the first movie we ever did with boondocks is, and it was, it was this movie called Arizona dream. And, uh, this was a movie by a Serbian director. Um, and he, it was an American production though. And it had Johnny Depp and, Faye Dunaway, Jerry Lewis, Lily Taylor, who is, has a presence up here somewhere, I think. And, um, it is such, it's such a unique and interesting movie. And I saw it when I was over in Budapest and everyone, it was kind of a cult favorite over there and no one knew it over here. Uh, maybe because Serbia is right there by Hungary and, um, that we chose that movie to do as our first movie as a statement of purpose, you know, to, sh- to show movies that are kind of just a little off the beaten path, but have familiar elements. So people can recognize the actors. People can recognize the locations for that movie. It's set in the American Southwest in New York City, oh, a- almost completely in the Southwest, but like the beginnings in New York City. And um, people can recognize a lot of elements about it, but it's still something that they'd never heard of. And most people. And so those that's what we that's like kind of our wheelhouse with boondocks. And that's the type of movie that I would I always want to introduce people to. So
0: awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Jeff. We really appreciate it. And my pleasure. One more time, will you go ahead and just give everybody Instagram and website, whatnot, so that they can have access to it?
2: Absolutely. Uh, so website is boondocksfilmsociety.org. The Instagram is forward slash Boondocks Film Society. Um, we have a Facebook too, also forward slash Boondocks Film Society. Although I see less and less traffic on Facebook these days, so yeah. it feels like Instagram is kind of at least up here, kind of more important. But um, yeah, that's how you can reach us. And then look for the posters that are hanging everywhere, and you'll see what where I I hang as many as I can. So. <laughs> your favorite spot hopefully as a poster thanks jeff my pleasure thanks
1: jeff thank you <laughs> everybody that was yeah. fun.
2: one thing checked off my bucket list and
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one yeah. <laughs> on to the next one
2: thanks
1: everybody for tuning in uh, again uh, give us a like and a subscribe on all the platforms uh we're at bunch podcast on instagram you can find us on youtube as well and we'll see you next week Bye-bye. Peace, peace.